Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Here comes the man who has toured Joint Chiefs of Staff, launched nuclear missiles, and reported to Ross Perot, CCAR's 2020 president, David Long, and communications extraordinaire, Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hey, David. Hey, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. I can't believe we're recording our third episode already, and because of the quarantine, we have yet to have an in-person guest. That's right. And today we're joined by Vaughn Kakurian. Vaughn has been in the banking industry since 1982, only taking a break to travel the world for five years, and specifically in the appraisal industry since 1995. Vaughn, uh, when we planned this episode, we were going to tackle some frequently asked appraisal questions, but instead I have to ask, in your vast experience in the industry, have you ever experienced anything like what's going on right now? Nothing at all. I, uh, I started back in 1982 out of college in the mortgage field. Took a few years off, traveled the world, and then back into the industry in the mid '90s. And um, I've been through housing roller coaster cycles, but nothing like this at all. So, Vaughn, how have appraisers adapted to this huge hurdle of appraising a home without entering it, or are they still entering homes? That's a very good question, David. And there's a lot of different answers based on the transaction scenario. So, our clients i.e. the appraisal management companies, the lenders, are dictating our scope of work. And as this crisis has unfolded, the GSEs, the government-sponsored enterprises, primarily Freddie and Fannie, and then along with the two other major institutions out there, FHA and VA, have provided flexible guidelines. They have changed our scope of work from what we normally have done in the past to more flexible guidelines that will accommodate both the health and safety of the homeowner along with the appraiser. So um, each one of those institutions, uh, let's say called the GSEs, which means Freddie and Fannie, they have a specific set of guidelines about entering or not entering the property. Primarily now with the VA, until further notice, we are to do exterior walk-arounds on the property. Uh, with no interior inspections, and FHA at at this current time, instead of doing the full interior inspection, are allowing appraisers to do drive-by appraisals um, based on available data, and if we can still produce a credible opinion um, of value. So there's a lot of different scenarios uh, that the appraisers have to follow now because not all investors have the same guidelines. And we have to be very careful as to our scope of work, how we complete it, meeting our due diligence, providing a credible opinion of value, providing a credible appraisal report. So there's a lot of moving parts that the appraiser has to look at on a daily basis. So it has become a little bit of a challenge on that end. Also, what I can say is that our third-party software providers, for example, Alamode, that's an appraisal software company. ACI, that is also an appraisal software company. Bradford Technologies, that put out QuickForm, which is an appraisal software company. Um, along with another company called ANOW, A-N-O-W, have now come up with what are called virtual property inspection checklists, which are very intuitive and very easy for both the appraiser 
and the homeowner or even the agent to basically work off their smartphone and which will provide us a lot of granular detail, including interior photos, has the ability for either the agent or the client to provide written descriptions in terms of upgrades, features, improvements, and renovations. So as technology has changed our industry, technology has also has benefited us uh, during this crisis in terms of gathering data and so forth. So Vaughn, do you have any idea how long you think appraisals will continue in this way? That decision is really going to be left up to the investors in the secondary market. Um, all official correspondence that we receive through either the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac mortgage letters, through the FHA mortgage letters, through the VA announcement, are all putting a soft target. And that could range anywhere from May 15th uh, up until, I believe, June 30th on one of the investors out there. And again, that's a soft target. It's not end-all, be-all. It all depends on what's happening out here in the world that we live in currently as to how long these new flexible guidelines will still be in place. Yeah, Vaughn, and I would guess uh, a challenge for your industry is going from state to state. Timelines will be different depending on the state and the various in the particular location. Absolutely, because not all parts of the, of the um, country are impacted. And, you know, maybe more in a local general geographic area. If you look at some of our more outlying counties, uh, Cook, Hunt, Grayson, you know, we kind of service on the matrix MLS. When you kind of look at those numbers, which are relatively small as compared to the suburban and urban markets, which are relatively high, you know, the number of cases and so forth has a different impact. And as to when those counties and services and so forth will open up. So it's really day by day and how we go with this. Yeah, I understand. A little bit different. Does the use of a virtual assistant or relying on images increase the potential for fraud? Yes, there is. And I'm going to speak in broad strokes here. Even doing an interior inspection, who's to say somebody doesn't hide a dresser over a hole in the wall or, you know, puts puts a bed over some torn up carpeting or cracked tile. I mean, it's always going to be there, but with some of this technology that's in place, and especially with the virtual assistant, and this is a known fact, so it's not really an industry secret per se, but the megadata can be data mined. And what I mean by the megadata um, is within the, the JPEG images, it definitely gives GPS coordinates. So for example, If the home that you're going to appraise virtually is in dated, inferior condition, and so forth, and the homeowner decides, well, you know, my next-door neighbor's house is much better. I'm going to provide photos of those. The GPS coordinates that are embedded within those JPEG images will alert the software providers as to a discrepancy between where the photos were taken as opposed to where the subject house is located. So there is some security built into that. But also at the same time, it's just not using a virtual assistant, which is that virtual survey out there. It is incumbent and it is the responsibility of the appraiser to do their due diligence. And that due diligence can include interviewing the borrowers as to what they saw inside the house interviewing the sellers over the phone, 
talking to both the listing and selling agents. Appraisers have used FaceTime and done virtual video walkthroughs through the people's homes and saying, for example, can y'all point up to the ceiling? Can you point to the floor? Can you do this? Can you do that? Skype is another tool out there. So there are other avenues that the appraiser can do to do their due diligence. And as long as we document it and keep it in our work file, and in case there's a question down the road, the appraiser now has something to fall back on. So not all fraud can be eliminated, but at the end of the day, the appraiser has that responsibility to do their diligence. And if they do their diligence, then, you know, the the, the potential for fraud is minimized. Uh, very good. So I guess it's not worth it to really try to beat the system, is it? No, it, it, it's going to come back, right? Sooner or later, uh, you know, you may beat it once, you may beat it twice. But uh, end of the day, it is going to come back. And I can offer some, if you don't mind, I can offer some suggestions that the, what the agent can do to facilitate the transaction that it's easier not only on the client, but also at the same time to support the lending process. And, and you know, first and foremost, the best tool, one of the best tools out there is the fact that we have the capacity or Matrix has the capacity to hold 36 photos in the media documents. My suggestion is use all 36 of those available slots. So, for example, if the house has four bedrooms, there should be four bedroom photos. If there's two and a half baths, there's, there should be two and a half baths. Social areas such as living room, family room, great room, media room, flex room, kitchen, etc. Those should be the photos that's not only going to help from a marketing perspective, but it's also going to help the appraiser to do that virtual appraisal because now we can, you know, verify room count. We can certainly look at the images and determine conditions, upgrades, renovation, and so forth. So the media documents attached, you know, using the photos, the MLS comment section regarding property description should not only use it as a marketing tool, but also understand who the reader of that information is going to be. And that reader is going to be the appraiser. It's going to be the lender. It's going to be the lender's reviewer. That information obviously is available on realtor.com at a public domain. So kind of adding that extra frosting on the cake (laughs) helps everybody. Also, uh, within the media document section is providing a list of upgrades and improvements. So all those little tools, marketing tools, can also be kind of re-engineered in this virtual world that we're working in, not only to assist the seller, um, yes, to assist the seller because now nobody that has to come into the house on a purchase transaction because the data is already there. Also may eliminate the need to do the virtual survey because the photos are there, descriptive comments are there, and the appraiser can build the appraisal report off of that. So as we've heard time and time again, we're all in this together. It's just sometimes we have to reinvent the wheel to make it easier across the board for all the parties involved in the transaction. Wow, that's some really great advice and insight. Thank you for sharing that, Vaughn. Um, before we let you go, is there any last piece of information you'd like to convey regarding the current situation or anything that agents can do during the process that would help an appraiser? You mentioned some really great things. I didn't know if there was any last pieces of information that you wanted to share. What I have found in my experience in the last three weeks here 
is that at times the seller is hesitant to assist the appraiser. Understand we're not a, you know, we don't have that relationship with the seller. The seller is not the appraiser's client. However, what would really help is it's almost creating a soft landing for the appraiser, and that is the listing agent, or even the buyer's agent, is kind of create that soft landing that the appraiser may reach out to you, uh, you know, via phone call, via text, via email, via virtual assistant, Skype, FaceTime, and so forth, in order to gather additional data that may not be readily available, that may not be included, you know, within the MLS listing. This will help facilitate the transaction, also will reinforce social distancing because obviously the appraiser is not coming into the house. One other thing, too, which a lot of appraisers have done and have requested and most homeowners have complied is if you are going to leave the house, you know, most homeowners on a purchase transaction will leave the house or step outside. But also at the same time, prior to doing that, is leaving all the interior doors open. Turn on all the lights. Leave that interior garage door open. Purpose of that is to minimize physical contact that the appraiser would have inside the house. So it's not my fingers turning on the light switch, right? It's not my hand touching the doorknob to open it. So kind of taking those extra steps of prepping the house so the all the appraiser if they have to do an interior inspection, can walk through the house, take their photo, minimize physical contact, and, and leave them there. So all those little steps help make the transition or you know into this virtual world uh, or dealing with this pandemic easier on all parties involved. That's some great advice. That's great also for showings, too, that you know if, if an agent Absolutely. is showing a house, that's really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Well, Vaughn, it's always good to talk with you, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Well, thank you, everybody, and please stay safe out there. Yeah, thank you for your time, Vaughn. Thank you, David. We have one last call. Charles Horner joined us via phone to share a snapshot of what he's seeing in the industry. Charles has worked in real estate since 1994 and currently works as an appraiser as well as a real estate sales agent. Here's what he had to say. Nothing is changing. In fact, uh, Collin County is just exploding the sales and listings and pendings. Started tracking back, uh, went back to December, and December was a wildly successful month for realtors here in Collin County. There were 1,360 sales, and January dropped down to uh, just under 900, but February rebounded to over 1,100. March was over 1,300, and there's currently 2,937 actives. There's 152 sales per day is going on right now. Excuse me, 37 sales per day is going on right now. And that's just in Collin County. We're seeing a wonderful surge throughout the Metroplex. And I don't see the COVID virus affecting much right here in North Texas because we've just been so blessed with everything so far. And I would imagine things would probably slow down for the short term, but it looks like still going gangbusters without any problem whatsoever. Okay, very good. 
Is there any other last things that you want to um, let us know about, especially um, involved with appraisals right now? Anything um, currently that you're having to do a little differently? Well, I know that some there's been several publications put out that said that uh, the in-home inspections are not happening right now. Uh, there, some of them are relying on um, the homeowner to photograph and videotape and and make general knowledge. And I think that's really dangerous because the homeowner really doesn't know what the appraiser is looking for, and most most agents don't know what an appraiser is looking for, and so. There's, I've, I made a list of, of over 45 different areas that appraisers check on, not just within the home, but around the home and in that subdivision in that area. And without that knowledge, the homeowner just has no clue. But I'm seeing uh, several appraisers in our area have made arrangements to go to a, a property to be able to get in there and do what they need to do without the homeowner. And they're obviously taking their own precautions, wearing gloves and a mask, and then uh, keeping hand sanitizer in the car. And so many appraisers are saying that they're going home immediately right after they go to a house and, and changing clothes out in the garage and then running to take a shower. So I think everybody's just kind of taking this as they come right now. And uh, uh, things are a little bit weird right now, but I think they're, they're okay. Real estate professionals have adapted at record speed to make sure their clients have a place to shelter safely. I'm proud to be a part of this industry, and for those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. Be sure to stay up to date by subscribing to Welcome to the Top, wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely, Jonna. And until then, don't forget to call before showing. Special thanks to our hosts, Jonna Fernandez and David Long. Our audio engineer, Garrett Holton. Outreach and Guest Relations Manager, Kendall Crawford. Podcast Administrator, Sean Offsall. And Producer, Bree Westbury. Tune in next time and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.